Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Morecast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, I, I've just, I've gone back and forth, and I'm sorry for the, the late podcast here. Um, I have been doing a bunch of other things. I, I, I am the head of podcasts and other things uh, at uh, a place called Mile High Life, which is a adjunct of uh, of Mile High Sports. And uh, it has kept me busy, so I apologize. Uh, I will be more on top of it um, and uh, try to get these things out more regularly. But, you know, obviously there's about 10,000 other Denver Nuggets podcasts, so I'm sure you didn't miss me that much. Um, but I kind of want to talk about two subjects. Um, and, you know, you know how the Mark cast rolls, so it's first half, second half here. First half, I'm going to talk about Michael Porter Jr. and his brother, uh, Coben, um, and what is going on. I'm not going to comment on the incident, but uh, we can just say that his brother Coben was, uh, involved in a, uh, fatal accident where according to the Denver police, um, and we need to stress that it's according to alleged by the Denver police, there was appeared to be alcohol involved but that is not proven because this is, had not his had his day in court but we do know this that someone died uh, a 42 year old woman and um mike has not been back with the team since and this is now his third game he's missed and it is important to see that there are things that are bigger than the NBA. Um, and we as fans tend to be myopic and uh, look at things through a narrow view. I'm guilty of that as well. Um, but what we need to do for Michael Porter Jr. is understand that he is going through some shit and is probably going to be going through some shit for the rest of the year. Um, my First of all, my sympathies go to the family of the victim. Um, the victim, uh, who, who obviously this was, this is a tragic, 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 tragic incident that uh, never needed to happen. And first and foremost, my thoughts are with the victim and the victim's family. Um, the Porters are, from what I understand, they are a very close knit family. Um, obviously they are very religious, um, very, you know, they were homeschooled, 
there there are things about the porters that are indi- you know indicative of, of a close knit family. And if you watched uh, MPJ's uh, Curious Mike uh, podcasts, um, he is close with his family. He's very close with his family. And I think when you when you when you look at this, you could see how this would personally affect Mike in a deep, deep way. Um, and I think we as Nuggets fans need to take a step back and just think about the the, the crap that Michael Porter Jr. has been through. Um, three back surgeries, you know, this obviously, once again, the victim is the, the, the primary source here. But speaking in strictly basketball terms, I think we need to just lay off Mike when he gets back. Because, I, I, I mean, who knows how he's going to respond to this. And if it's not up to par, I think we all better understand that there are things that are bigger than the NBA. Primary of which is your family. Uh, and the family that is going had had just tragically lost a member of theirs. Obviously, that part is going to be they're going to be dealing with that with the rest of their lives, and it just really puts. I mean, I hate to say it puts things in in perspective, but it actually it minimizes the game that we watch. And I think and I think we as fans need to just kind of step back and understand that this is this is this is a thing. This is not a. Um, this is not a situation where we need to be lecturing or or tut-tutting about non-availability or anything like that. This is unprecedented. We don't we don't see crap like this. I mean, I, I remember uh, J.R. Smith was involved in a wreck. Uh, I believe that it was drunk driving um, with his friend on I seventy six back in the day. And that was a, a, a tragic incident, and um, who knows how that affected Jr. Um, it it is just not something that you can take into account. I, I will point out that trauma like this, and we need to start focusing on trauma. Um, it is long, sometimes long lasting, and manifests its excuse me manifests itself in in ways we don't expect. Um, Javon Walker was never the same after uh, Darren Williams was murdered here in downtown Denver on, in January 1st, 2007. Um, I don't think that uh, Kenyon Martin was the same because I believe it was his birthday party. Was it his birthday party or was it something like that? It was he, um, Kenyon Martin was there. Um, there is just, there is, you, you, Javon Walker was literally never the same for the rest of his career, which, which ended shortly after that. Um, and it wasn't something that was directed at him, but it was, it was hard for the people involved and for everyone around it and anything like this. You just can't account, nor should you account, for the trauma that happens when so when when someone dies tragically like that, and and how it affects the family of the people who of the person who died, 
or the people who like Coben, uh, uh, family as close as they are, who knows that that'll affect how that'll affect them. We, we can't sit here and, and tut tut and cluck our tongues about Mike. If he, when he comes back and he's not playing that well, I'll be honest with you. He needs to take as much time as he needs to deal with what he needs to deal with here. And I think, uh, any sane Nuggets fan will think the same way. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. And the Nuggets are very good this year. Um, and I think they will be able to survive a bit without having a mic on the court. We need to just take that into consideration and be understanding is all I'm saying. And on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk to you about uh, the Denver Nuggets top five, as far as I'm concerned, greatest of all time of, of top five Nuggets of all time. Um, I, I, this is not favorites. I've done a favorites list before, but this is top. This is what I think is who are the objectively the greatest Denver Nuggets. And I'll be talking about that on the other side of the break. We'll be back right after this. The top five greatest Nuggets of all time. Um, this is a weird, not weird. This is a, uh, a list that it is... Um, it's one of those lists that you you uh, you have a hard time making because you the most of the players that you will list are people that you have seen uh, and some that you haven't so you have to do it based on stats um, based on what people tell you and all that stuff you, it's hard to be objective about the past that you've never seen that's why that's why greatest lists in the NBA top 75 is so dumb I'll be honest with you because there's a, there's people who are on that list who shouldn't be there and people who were left out that should be um, but this is um, a shorter list and this is obviously easier to do I think um, and I'm gonna start from number five and work my way up to number one so uh, number five is, drum roll please, Carmelo Anthony. Yes, number five. Um, Carmelo should be given, as I said on my last podcast, should be given credit for how what his star restoring the Denver Nuggets. Uh, eventually, Nuggets fans will get there. They're not. I've the replies I got on my last podcast will indicate to you that the Nuggets fans are not there yet, um, but that eventually it will happen. Then the eventually the Nuggets fans will understand the, the what Carmelo Anthony did for this Nuggets franchise that was desperately in need for someone who had his star. As flawed as he was. Um, he was one of the greatest scorers of his generation, and he lifted the Nuggets when, at a time when they needed to be lifted. Um, there was missed drafts. The 98 draft comes to mind. Um, the Nuggets had the, were tied for the worst record in the league and lost a coin flip to the, uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, and thus guaranteeing that they won't wouldn't be able to select LeBron James in fact they fell down to the number three um there's there's a history that obviously all we're all familiar longtime Nuggets fans are familiar with and struggle with 
Um, but Carmelo Anthony coming off of his championship at Syracuse and his star helped rejuvenate a Nuggets team that was badly, badly in need of that. And a Denver Nuggets franchise franchise that was in need of something good to happen after the last, I think it was eight years of complete misery from when Issel retired all the way to 2003. And it was good to get a, a ray of light. And Carmelo Anthony represented that. So uh, he scored just under 14,000 points for the Denver Nuggets. Um, I think it's still the most points he scored in any place uh, since uh, of, of, of his various stops. It, it was more than he scored with the Knicks. Um, so... You know, good for Melo. Um, uh, I, I, I think number five in a Nuggets franchise is 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 a good slot to have for Carmelo Anthony. All right, number four is Dan Issel. Dan Issel is the criminally underrated um, Denver Nuggets player. Um, the player who had by far the most success of any Nuggets player. From 1975 to 1985, Dan Issel went to an ABA Finals, Western Conference Finals, um, won 50 games in the Nuggets' debut season in 1976-77, and went to another Western Conference Finals in 1985. No one has been able to repeat that success. No one. Uh, As far as team success goes. And a lot of it had to do with Dan Issel. Uh, the Nuggets did not lose that 1976 ABA Finals because of Dan Issel. Um, they lost it because uh, Williamson was able to mug uh, David Thompson uh, in game the second half of Game Six of uh, excuse me the fourth quarter specifically of Game Six of the ABA Finals. But Dan Issel. Um, and his impact on the Denver Nuggets franchise is uh, numerous and immense, be it from his time, 10 years as a Denver Nuggets player to his uh, really first stint as a Denver Nuggets coach, with gave, which gave the Nuggets arguably their, their, their imprint on NBA history, which is the first time an uh, eight seed beat a one seed in 1994. Um there is there is so much there. Of course, his controversies, the way he left in two thousand one. Um, there are many ways that Dan Issel has made a significant impact on the Denver Nuggets, and this is something that I think that uh, we need to appreciate now. He is a Hall of Famer for a reason. Came in the Hall of Fame in nineteen ninety three. I remember when he was inducted, and uh, it was. Uh, during the year that he became head coach, 92, 92-93 season. It's just, it's incredible to see <clears throat> Denver Nugget. Um, and in one of the things in NBA history Dan Nussel was, was a the first real stretch five. And that was that, he was a stretch five with the Denver Nuggets. Um, he was not that with the uh, um, Kentucky Colonels. Artist Gilmore played center there. Um, when he came to the Denver Nuggets, six foot nine center played outside, shot jumpers, faked Kareem famously a lot, and uh, just was generally one of the greatest scorers and rebounders in NBA history. Um, 
criminally underappreciated player, but I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame. And he really should have been considered for the NBA Top 75, in my view. All right, number three is David Thompson, Skywalker, David Thompson. Um, it may be controversial to some, me placing David Thompson above Carmelo Anthony specifically. Um, Thompson and his impact on the game of basketball far outreaches probably any nugget. Um he was the proto-Michael Jordan. If he didn't succumb to a deep, deep, deep cocaine addiction in 1979, he would have been among the greatest to ever play the game. David Thompson was simply that good. Uh, no player impacted a franchise greater than David Thompson did with the Denver Nuggets in 1975. The 74-75 Nuggets won 65 games and in, in the ABA, and they they somehow somehow convinced David Thompson to sign with them over, I think it was the Atlanta Hawks, in uh, 1975. And from that moment, the Nuggets became officially one of the deadliest teams in the NBA. And the 75 to 78 Nuggets were among the greatest what-ifs in NBA history. Um, Brian Taylor quits on the Denver Nuggets midway through the 1978 season. And uh, the best team in the league that year um, succumbs to the Seattle Supersonics in the Western Conference Finals in 1978. But David Thompson was special, be it his dunks, his scoring, uh, his ability to impact the game. Uh, David Thompson was a six foot three dynamo, and no player in Nuggets history, I think, has been as athletic or as impactful and as worshipped as as Thompson was. Uh, specifically for his North Carolina State days. Uh, Michael Jordan was a big fan, uh, loved David Thompson, um, and basically modeled his game off of David Thompson. Think about that. David Thompson is one of the, if not the greatest what-if story in NBA history. And like I said, if he didn't succumb to cocaine addiction in 79 things would have been remarkably different, specifically for this Denver Nuggets franchise. And it's a shame that it happened. And go watch, I encourage you to go watch some old highlight reels of David Thompson dunks. Just the way he leapt out of the gym. It's insane. Absolutely insane. No one, no player in Nuggets history has been like David Thompson. All right, number two. Alex English. Yes, folks. Alex English, number two. It's it's hard to describe Alex English's game to people who are used to three-point shots and layups. If you are under the age of 40, or even younger than that, I'm 45. So if you are... Alex English's last year with the Denver Nuggets was 1990. So if you if you are younger than a certain age, you will not have remembered Alex English. 
But through the 80s, Alex English was a scoring dynamo that, that single-handedly lifted the Denver Nuggets through. Playoffs were that they were often injured in. Um, the Nuggets' big story of the 80s was at crucial moments, Fat Lever would get injured. Um, in Game 5, famously in Game Game 4 of the uh, Western Conference Finals in 1985, uh, Kareem deliberately, in my view, broke Alex English's hand. Um, there is, there's, there's just the untimely injuries befell that Nuggets team more than the Lakers. Um, if the Nuggets win that game four in 1985, that series probably goes seven and gives the the Lakers the the hardest time that they would have. Um, and 99% of that was Alex English because he was unstoppable. The most unstoppable shot you've ever seen. And it was a mid-range shot going towards the basket, reaching at, at its highest apex. Um, no one shot like Alex English. No one has shot like Alex English since. Alex English is uh, a one-of-one. One. You will never find another Alex English. Um Small forward at six foot seven. Obviously, small forwards now are six nine, six ten. Um, English would uh, that was just had his record broken for assists by Nikola Jokic. Um, he has is on the leaderboard for rebounds. He's on the leaderboard for the Nuggets for assists. Or excuse me, we just talked about assists, but uh, uh, scoring. He is still way in the lead. Um, number two is Dan Issel with like almost 17,000 points for the, as a Denver Nuggets player. Um, it is certainly, uh, but he, um, English had almost 22,000, and I think his career was something like, since he spent about five years before he was a Nugget, so I think he scored about 5K before that. So he was in the ballpark of about 26,000 points total in the NBA by the time he retired. He was a scoring machine. Um, his biggest achievement, obviously, is being the leading scorer of the 80s and scoring 2,000 points in eight consecutive seasons. That is insane. Insane. It's just, it, you never, you never see anything like that. And his uh, scoring a prowess without sh shooting three-point shots is mind-boggling. In an era that, that didn't value the three-point shot, Alex English was scoring in bunches by doing a leaner with uh, a ball released at its apex and an unblockable shot. Alex English was a singular, singular player and uh, should be respected more than he is. And I think Nuggets fans, especially younger Nuggets fans, need to take a look at some Alex English. You won't be impressed by him. He was a quiet scorer, but he was an unstoppable scorer. And uh, a one of one, folks, a one of one. All right, of course, that leads to number one. And of course, I'm going to Nikola Jokic. Um, Jokic has done stuff, I mean, in an era that is aided greatly by the spacing. And a lot of the stuff that Jokic does wouldn't be possible in the 90s. Um, I think he would have thrived in the nineties. In fact, I think Phil Jackson, I've said this over and over, Phil, Phil Jackson would have loved Nikola Jokic, loved him. He may not have used him as much as the modern era does. Um, but 
Phil Jackson would have absolutely died for Nikola Jokic because Nikola Jokic is the perfect triangle center. And the Nuggets run some variants of triangle uh, in their offense um, when they break out of the uh, the dribble and off hell that they develop, <laughs> that they get into. But it is it is insane what the Nuggets are able to do with him because Nikola Jokic is the smartest player on the court. And the smartest players on the court are often rewarded by having gaudy stats like Jokic gets with the assists and the rebounds and the scoring when he wants to. Nikola Jokic is, simply put, no, not any, anyone I have ever seen in a Denver Nuggets uniform. The Nuggets have never, aside from Dikembe Mutombo, who was a defensive force, who was number six on this list, if there was a sixth, um, Dikembe Mutombo was a different kind of center, defensive shot-blocking center, um, a proto-Clint Capella, but a much better defender than Clint Capella. Uh, a, a, Nikola Jokic would single-handedly decimate an offense uh, at his, in his prime because of his long reach and his ability to block straight on. Um, there was a somewhat, I think it was Dave Krieger in the, in the Rocky Mountain News who said Matumbo would do strong side blocks rather than weak side blocks, which is how most people get their blocks right now. But Nikola Jokic is a singular player. He's, he is, he is another one of one of which there have been three in Denver Nuggets history. Um, and Nikola Jokic is, is, I hesitate. I just now brought, put him at number one. I would have put English last year at number one, even with the back-to-back MVPs. This year, Nikola Jokic has become that guy. And a guy that has never actually been in a Denver Nuggets organization. A guy that has that has once again transformed a uh, an organization that needed it, and I think that when we look back on Nikola Jokic and what we have seen with Nikola Jokic, we will say we were lucky to have seen him. And I don't know how many times. Well, I can tell you infrequently, this has happened in Denver Nuggets history. You know, Spencer Haywood is probably the closest one that comes to that, and he was only on the Nuggets for one year, his rookie season in 1969. Um, and that was during a different era. Uh, and then David Thompson at his peak in, say, 77, 78. Um, we really haven't seen anything like Nikola Jokic. This is, this is, he is unique to this era, and he is unique to basketball. No one, you can't compare him to anyone. You can try, but you can't. And that is maybe what is the most impressive thing about Nikola Jokic is that you can draw as many comparisons to Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, you know, Tim Duncan, all these guys. He's, he's his own thing. And I respect that sort of thing. As someone who has done his own thing his entire life, I really do respect that. Do your own thing. And be the best at that. And they, anyone who is listening to this podcast has got to respect Nikola Jokic being that guy. And I am singularly impressed with him. And I hope, as long as the Nuggets have him, because I'm not convinced that he will... He will not, he will not leave this organization via trade or free agency or anything like that. But 
I think we all are for, for fairly comfortable with the fact that Nikola Jokic will probably just say I've had enough. And it may be a little earlier than we want him to. But we've got to enjoy the ride till then. And it's been amazing. And he is a one of one. And one of the greatest, the greatest nuggets I've ever seen. And one of the greatest players in the modern era. All right. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye. <laughs>